Hello and welcome to Bit Party, a show where we take minor details from popular movies and use them to create ideas for new movies that we then sell to Hollywood for $4 million. This week, we watched the performance that got Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy an Oscar. This is Shrek. Thank you for listening to Bit Party. My name is Brendan Cotta. My name is Jared Cotta. I'm Marshall Cotta. And I'm Landis Cotta. Well, Landis! What are you doing here? What are you doing in Florida? I forgot I left. We We scheduled a mystery guest, and this is quite the surprise. It's been nice. We have, in your absence, started bringing on new guests. That's Mm -hmm. good to hear. Yeah. I'm not upset. Well, you shouldn't be. You were the one that quit on us. <laughs> I didn't think favorite. you were going to replace me so quickly. Well, we needed to. <laughs> okay. Well, we got uh, back for this episode, fan favorite and Benedict Arnold, Landis Cotta. Yeah, you're our special guest this week, and uh, we couldn't be more happy. We're actually recording in San Diego, California, Yeet. Uh, in our family's basement. <laughs> Brendan is shirtless. It's hot in the basement. We also have a fever. <laughs> We've now Absolutely. two of us have done podcasts while sick. Remember the New Year's episode? I was oh, dying. dying. Actually, dead. I was almost dying. Yeah. Now <laughs> Brendan is o- not yet to that point, but starting to feel sick. But I-, I have a theory why you are so ill right now. I think it might have been because of the movie that we watched. <laughs> you violently. It was too beautiful for this world. <laughs> Marshall, what movie did we watch? We watch Shrek. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Shrek is DreamWorks' response to the question, what goes into making the most perfect movie? <laughs> you get the best script, oh, yeah. the best soundtrack. And Eddie Murphy. And pounds of cocaine. <laughs> we can't do any sort of modern day media project without talking about Shrek. Because Shrek is the most important thing yeah. in the meme-verse. But yeah. it's also tough, mm-hmm. because what hasn't been said about Shrek already? I know. That's very true. Well, I think that we're taking a creative approach to it, because most people are looking at Shrek, and they're completely disassembling it into yeah. little mm-hmm. bits and pieces oh, and yeah. memes yeah. and things. And Yeah, all they know about him is his monogamous relationship with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The... Oh, God. <laughs> Going off the deep end already. (laughs) I would say that I was going into watching this film with a positive outlook. Mm -hmm. As if Shrek was going to be as good as I thought it was. You know, there there had to be a reason why the internet is always using it as a source of inspiration. And I realize that it's not because it's good. It's because (laughs) it's so bad. Yeah. The first movie isn't as crazy as the movies get, but it is horribly written. The plot's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a genuinely bad movie. Yes. Whereas the other ones are just absolutely absurd. (laughs) This one is just painfully bad. Bren, you pointed out that this movie came out the same year as Monsters, Inc. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing for DreamWorks. Like, if you look at the animation style and the quality of writing... Of Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, of Monsters, Inc., and compare it to DreamWorks Animation's Shrek... (laughs) <laughs> One it's thing that I, I had never noticed that 
the majority of the human characters are pretty much the same face. <laughs> they tried their best to put a helmet on almost as many people as they could. <laughs> Anyone that didn't have a line, and even some people that did have speaking lines, they threw a helmet on them because I guess faces are very difficult for DreamWorks Studios. Yeah, they can't do it. But they, yeah, but that's why Landis talked about the cocaine is because we assumed that they were working very fast. They made liquid that looked like a jelly and just high fived and like that's good, that's water. And yeah. the best part is when they're chewing any kind of food. Oh. They don't really chew in a normal physiological motion. It's more of a grinding to the side. Like it's uh, like a cow, cow. like a cow. Yeah. There's a heavy y-axis. <laughs> that would be an x-axis, homie. Shrek is. Oh, <laughs> we'll cut that part out. Nah, <laughs> you got <like> me. That. <laughs> Before we dive into this uh, modern day phenomenon, I wanted to quickly know what everybody's watching today, especially you, Landis. What what have you been watching since you've had so much time not podcasting yeah i've been heavily watching everything on netflix just kidding planet earth 2 planet earth 2 mm-hmm. great did they develop the characters more in the sequel yeah you can really tell like the snow leopard's feelings about the baby snow leopard <laughs> <laughs> from season one <laughs> And how does the war in Iraq affect the baby sloth? <laughs> well, what I would like to talk about is the uh, the impacts of the changing... I don't know. Cut that out. All right. Still believe in that myth? <laughs> oh, boy. We have a certain fan base. Uh, Marshall, what have you been watching? You been haven't watching. had nearly as much time because you are still podcasting with us, but what have, what have you that been watching? Right. But I found the hilarious show Nailed It on Netflix, and I love it. What is it about? I've never heard it's, of it. Nailed it is uh, they take uh, sort of amateur chefs and they make them recreate these amazing masterpieces of food, like big cakes and all that kind of stuff. Like the things you see on BuzzFeed and Tasty. Oh, That's exactly it. right. And they uh, you know, are given hour and a half or so to do it. And then whatever they come up with, they got to present it to the judges. Is, awesome. is any, does anyone make anything good, or are they? Is it usually like doesn't look anything like? They're that? all pretty rough. I mean, they're <laughs> usually there, like, but they're miniature scale models of it, or they're really Love poorly it. decorated. But man, yeah, that's funny. It. That sounds really good. Yeah, it sounds really good. Bren, what have you been watching? I've been watching the old uh, Showtime show Spartacus, and it takes me back to a simpler time when all you could do was take a uh, soap opera script and get a bunch of, a bunch of beefcakes. And call that show. <laughs> it's real good. It makes me happy to watch. They all do silly tough guy voices. And uh, I used to take it much more seriously the first time I watched it through. But now I'm an adult. And um, it's a lot funnier. Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this while we're talking about a DreamWorks film. But I have been watching a lot of Disney movies in Spanish. I'm trying to practice my Spanish because we live in Miami. And I don't know if I mentioned that. Lots of Latinas. And I I want to be able to, to speak fluently, and I think that watching the Disney movie since the vocabulary is generally a little more easy and simple. It helps me. It's sort of on my level. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I've been watching, going back, and I watched Hercules, and uh, I think I watched uh, Pocahontas or some other movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I put on Spanish and Spanish subtitles. and That's really cool. I, I'm starting to learn all the voiceover actors that yeah. have been used. 
<laughs> I, I have some of my favorites, yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I definitely is, don't know. <laughs> oh, is the effect me. lost in Hercules when you don't have Danny DeVito's voice? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, it's a different movie. <laughs> you can tell that when they're animating that character that they're animating a Danny DeVito type. Like, yeah. he, they watched him move around a city for one day, <laughs> and then they just sort of tried to mimic that. It's been interesting, but I, I should watch something new. I, I'm looking for a new Netflix show, so if people have any uh, comments, then uh, they can suggest things. For us. Well, before we get into our characters, our bit part characters, and decide on what movie we're going to pitch back to DreamWorks Studios as a continuation of the already oversaturated Shrek franchise. They saw this movie and were like, yep, that's the one. This that's is where be. we're hanging our hat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make three more. <laughs> I'm going to bring up Shrek Wiki uh, to find out the, the summary so I can kind of give a... Give a little background on this before we uh, before we continue. Shrekwiki was a, a resource I used to write a lot of essays in college. Oh, of course. Man, I like you. What's your name? Uh, Shrek. Shrek? We're immediately introduced to Shrek to the glorious score by Smash Mouth. And we've back. talked about Smash Mouth before on this podcast, and yep. they're one of the best bands of all time. Oh, Lord. Somebody wants Fantastic. And the best scene in the movie, I think, where he bursts out of a porta potty and All Star kicks in. <laughs> Smash Mouth is subjectively the best band of all time. Subjectively speaking, Smash Mouth is the greatest band of our lifetime. And uh, Shrek is portrayed as a very scary ogre. He's scaring off other humans that wander into his swamp, which is a central motif of his uh, character. And uh, we're quickly introduced to his sidekick, Donkey, who's being sold to the secret police of this community because he is a fairy tale creature. He's a talking donkey. He can talk! <laughs> That's right, fool! Now I'm a flying talking donkey! The lord of the land, Lord Farquaad, wants to rid the kingdom of fairy tale creatures. I'm not the monster here, you are! You and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. For reasons that he doesn't go into. We're introduced to... So we're introduced to Shrek, we're introduced to Donkey, then we're introduced to the villain of the the film. That's Lord Farquaad. He is a short man. (laughs) A short, angry man. They make that very clear. Yeah, the rest of the movie is about body positivity, but uh, this short individual... (laughs) But fuck short people. But fuck short people, they're the villains. No lie. (laughs) Men of Farquaad's stature are in short supply. <laughs> I don't know, Shrek. There are those who think little of him. <laughs> he decides that he's going to marry. He needs to marry a princess so he can become a king. It doesn't really make any sense nope, in the hierarchy of royalty. <laughs> so he has to choose which, which princess he's going to marry. And he decides on Princess Fiona, who is locked away in a castle. Uh-huh. Well, it's at about this time that he has started to relocate a bunch of refugees onto Shrek's property. Yeah. So there are other fairy tale creatures, and Shrek is upset because he likes his privacy. So he goes and he speaks to Lord Farquaad, and they cut a deal where if he brings back the princess, then he can have his swamp back, and Lord Farquaad can have uh, the love of his life and become king. Uh, well, 
he goes on this journey, which you expect to be long and interesting and in- engaging. Uh-huh. And is it? It is absolutely not. They absolutely have one not. conversation about ogres being like onions. No examples are given, and then they're at the castle. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's a short. It's a short trip. He saves Fiona from a dragon who has already fallen. This dragon has already fallen in love with Donkey because it's all about again interspecies acceptance. Unless you're short. Unless you're short. Then we can talk all we want about John Lithgow's tiny dick. (laughs) You know, you're just jealous that you can never measure up to a great ruler like Lord Farquaad. Well, maybe you're right, princess, but I'll let you do the measuring when you see him tomorrow. (laughs) They certainly make a lot of innuendos about his small size and his potentially small package. (laughs) Forcing you to compare it to Shrek's monster one. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Which is like just conveniently covered by a shirt that's just long enough <laughs> to cover a massive schlong. <laughs> the Shrek hog is booming. All these coked out animators came in with a giant bulge. They were like, "No, no, <laughs> make the shirt longer. Make the shirt a little longer because those little pants longer, are incredible." But we'll tight. all know. <laughs> that must be Lord Farquaad's castle. Do you think maybe he's compensating for something? <laughs> Shrek almost has Fiona back to Lord Farquaad, and I should mention that along the way they're sort of falling for one another. Uh, they have, they seem to have more in common than we've all been led to think. Uh, her being a princess of high class and him being a swamp creature. <laughs> <laughs> but we are actually, to our surprise, and I, I would consider this one of the top five twists of all time in movie history. Top five. Top five. Top five. Maybe top three. <laughs> wow. If not top one. It turns out that at night, Fiona turns into an ogre as well. <laughs> I spit my drink Christ. all over myself. Which is, you know, that is... She has a curse on her that turns her into an ogre, mm-hmm. and she is eager to be a human full-time. Yep. And, and the DreamWorks animator said, that's all you need to know about that. It's a spell. When I was a little girl, a witch cast a spell on me. Every night I become this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a curse, you're good. We're good. <laughs> Not a lot of uh, background story to any of these characters, which is going to open the door for our podcast yeah that's nice so but anyways shrek overhears fiona talking to donkey about her physical appearance and he thinks that she is talking about him and he is offended he goes to get lord farquaad even though fiona and he were pretty close to to hitting it off and maybe running off together themselves that's right so he brings lord farquaad and of course fiona is immediately distressed by his Shortness, uh-huh. which again, every, all good. You can look as the animator spent so much time detailing the disappointment in her face. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to hit on as it gets lower down to about her waist. <laughs> and uh, he takes her back to the kingdom, to the castle. They're gonna, they're about to be married, but uh, Shrek comes in uh, with Donkey, kicks a bunch of ass, and the Lord Farquaad gets eaten by the dragon. That's right. Who. Like we mentioned before, Donkey has had sex with. <laughs> it's not explicitly stated, but we know. Well, it's no, so it's later explicitly yeah. implied. Later it is, later it is. When they have children together. Of course. Well, it's also shown in a deleted scene. Those <laughs> animators were unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 12 minutes long. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable sex scene between Donkey and Donkey. <laughs> 
the movie ends with Shrek kissing Fiona, and instead of lifting the curse, it makes it permanent. And she... (laughs) (laughs) And she... Becomes an ogre full time because that's what I guess her personality dictates and who her love uh, love of her life is because she's doing a trick take the form of true love and they consummate their marriage on camera (laughs) 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 to the background music of I'm a believer. So that's it. I mean, that, that's quick, and that's because it's a very easy and simplistic plot. It's such a bad movie. And it's really not a great movie. Um, I think that it got a lot of traction early on because it's kind of cutesy, and it has a lot of different kinds of characters. And the one-liners. Oh, I mean, it's built on its one-liners. Yeah. It's never, yeah. It doesn't have any kind of comedic buildup. It's sort of just like <laughs> fart and fart jokes, and then... Smash mouth. Smash mouth, and then uh, dick innuendo. <laughs> yep. And that's about it. You got yourself a movie. Hey. <laughs> we did it. Bren, you found out something very interesting about the casting of Shrek. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure that this is kind of common knowledge around the internet by now but uh originally it was supposed to be um chris farley as shrek Uh -uh. chris farley recorded almost the entire thing and then unfortunately he died right as they were kind of wrapping up the the production they realized they couldn't finish it with the recording that they already had so they brought in mike myers Mm -hmm. but what's fun about that is there are certain you can find his recordings like a few scenes on the internet and it's one of his more subdued roles yeah he's just talking in his Chris Farley voice. Like, I'm an ogre. People tend not to like me before they know me. Uh, that's a big part of my character, and I feel very close to you, Donkey. And, then... <laughs> and you're a great listener and wonderful friend. That's from that clip. Oh, this is another one of those onion things. No, this is one of those drop it and leave me alone things. And then Mike Myers burst through the door to Smash Mouth and was like, nope, scrap it all. We're doing a Scottish accent. Yeah. Just yeah. run the recording. I'm going to riff. He's the only character that speaks in a Scottish accent <laughs> the whole time. Donker! <laughs> oh, you were expecting Prince Charming. Did anybody have a specific part that was, was their favorite in this uh, crap heap? Not a part, but a line when Shrek says, you're going the right way for a smacked bottom. <laughs> I just, that really tickled me. I don't know. That, that was a good line. I think I had that shirt in 2002. <laughs> we should make that shirt. They made all the merch with that, with that quote. You're going the right way for a smacked bottom. There's something I want to bring up, um, especially now, like, in the year 2018. Yeah. Uh, when Shrek and Donkey first go to Lord Farquaad's kingdom. Yeah. Uh, it's DreamWorks kind of taking a bunch of swings at Disney. It's like, oh, look, this is kind of, like, overly joyful and cartoony, just like Disneyland. And now looking back, <laughs> Disney is worth $92 billion. <laughs> it was cute that there was a time when, like, DreamWorks could be like, ha punch, punch, we're rival animation studios before Disney gets Star Wars and the Marvel Universe. <laughs> what was the and highest... DreamWorks makes over the head. <laughs> <laughs> punch punch what was the highest grossing DreamWorks film of all time oh this is fantastic <laughs> so remember in context these are rivals in quotation marks so the highest grossing DreamWorks movie of all time is Shrek 2 people just love that sequel mm-hmm. and it's made a very respectable 
$920 million. Worldwide. Worldwide. International. Worldwide gross. That's how much it's made, which is a lot more than a lot of other DreamWorks movies. Uh-huh. Disney's highest grossing movie is uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and that's made about $2.1 billion. <laughs> so it's so, more than doubled. They're like different species at this <laughs> like, point. Good on Shrek 2, but it's still half as much. <laughs> <laughs> I know. DreamWorks hasn't made a hit since, like, 2005, and Disney basically prints their own money. <laughs> we, we've done a DreamWorks film before, though, and, uh, uh, you know, well, we, we've actually done more Disney films at this point. Cause we yeah. did Pirates of the Caribbean, right. we did Iron Man, and we've done Mulan. Yep. But we, we've done two Disney, DreamWorks films now. We did Shrek. Uh-huh. And The Ring. <laughs> what? Which are very similar films. Just uh, really hitting the highs. They're sister films. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're capturing all of the best that DreamWorks has, DreamWorks has to offer. So, between those two, and we talked about Shrek quite a lot, I think, in our uh, Ring episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they were, it was clearly inspired, an inspiration to the Shrek <laughs> franchise. It's touched every DreamWorks movie since. Yeah, absolutely. It's their Citizen Kane. I want to get into our movie pitches because it's great that Landis is back. Yep, we love it. Uh, We're very excited, except for Marshall. Marshall (laughs) doesn't seem to be so eager to have you back. I think because since you have left, he's become the star. He's become become the funny young one. He took over Brendan's (laughs) role. He's the Michael Jackson now. (laughs) He took over Brendan's role of even introducing the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait. Yeah. So now that you're back, I think that... I can tell that he's a, a little bit upset mm-hmm. that Brendan introduced the show again <laughs> to impress you. All right, we're going to start over. Marshall, go ahead and introduce the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first on their, their movie pitch? Again, this is just the, the pitch part, Landis, in case you forgot. Just mm-hmm. give us a little synopsis of the bit part character you've selected, mm-hmm. and we'll decide if we hate it or not. Understood. I want to be transported so. to the scene. Should we let Lens go first, or can I go first? first? You can go first. Mark, you can go first. You're so fucking eager. (laughs) I'm just eager because mine's not super fleshed out yet. So if we pick mine, we're going to have to do quite a bit of work. My body is ready. uh, Here we go. Mine is about Thelonious. uh, That is the executioner for Farquaad. Uh And he's torturing the gingerbread man early in the the movie. Doesn't have a clue. Yeah, he's obviously a Basically waterboarding him in milk. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that scene, yes. And what would be the movie? So, at the end of Shrek, uh, Farquaad is swallowed whole by the dragon. So, after that happens, I would think that Thelonious would be next in line for the throne. Because Obviously. I don't think that Farquaad <laughs> has any... He doesn't have any heirs. I think Thelonious would be the next best choice for wow. taking the throne. Yeah, that's actually yeah. probably true. He doesn't have any kin. Nope. Uh-huh. So So the king, whoever the king is, would just appoint a new lord, right? Yeah. And be like, whoever's there, go for it. Yeah. And that's Thelonious. I think the I think Dreamworks yeah. would love this movie too, because they could animate the shit out of Thelonious because he just wears a bag on his head. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, right. they'd be yeah. really excited about that. They'll just make an entire movie of Thelonious. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's that's not too bad. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good pitch, Marsh. Uh, Landis. 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 The yeah. guest pitch. Mm-hmm. 
You know that crazy scene when they get pulled over by Robin Hood and his band of thieves? Crazy you mean the one scene. thing that happens <laughs> on their quest? The only thing of the quest that's not a montage. <laughs> <laughs> the only real exciting part. To garbage rock. The only like bit of detail about their actual journey. <laughs> <laughs> so... Somehow Fiona knows karate. She beats up all the people except the last one standing is the one, the guy playing the accordion. Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck, thank you. That's right. And once he sees that all his buddies are down, <laughs> he starts chasing Fiona with an accordion. I'm playing it. While he's still playing it. And he's just kind of waddling after her. <laughs> and um, naturally, I propose a horror movie (laughs) 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 where these people, like, it's established that Briar Tuck plays his accordion at you, and if he catches you, you die. So it's it follows. It's it's like it follows. (laughs) You have to get away from him, and then (laughs) suddenly you go to sleep, you wake up, and you just hear faint accordion music (laughs) and heavy breathing. (laughs) (laughs) How do you pass on this curse? And is it the same where oh, you have to have sex? Yeah, so, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give mine next. Uh, so Dream DreamWorks has also created a movie that was very popular uh, a couple years ago, or it's been almost eight years ago now, How to Train Your Dragon. Uh-huh. Mm. And I thought that that would be a perfect link and my bit part character would be the dragon. Very nice. It would be a, a head of the Shrek franchise, <laughs> sort of how she was captured and put into that uh, that castle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before that, she was being trained to be mm-hmm. a dragon that was a subservient yeah. horse type dragon. That movie came out that long ago. Eight, eight years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I like that. I like that a lot. That's really I cool. Like that yeah. Too. So uh, I I don't know a exactly. Backstory. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have to admit I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon, but mm-hmm. I could probably guess because it's a DreamWorks movie right. how it's going to work. And it's <laughs> it's good because we see like the dragon wants love. So she's yeah. essentially in the same situation as Fiona. She's yeah. waiting for her Prince Charming, which happens to be an ass. Oh my god. <laughs> this movie's so sexy. It's so sexy. Uh, it's so sexy. This no, is but the sexiest yeah, movie what I'm saying done. is she might have been captured and put there against her will. Yeah, Just absolutely. Like I think that's, that's, that's yeah, strongly yeah. implied. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, well, that leaves only one more. All right. right. Here we go. Brace yourselves. Um, I saw I saw an Instagram post one time that talked about how if you watch the the story of the three bears, mm-hmm. they have the most fleshed out storyline plot development in mm. the movie. Wow. You see the three of them being caged during the the taking of the mes- mythical forest. That's right. Then you see the baby bear and the papa bear in Shrek's swamp, and the baby bear is like crying on a log, and his dad's trying to comfort him. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to um, Farquaad's castle. And you see a bearskin rug made out of the mama bear. <laughs> Jeez. Which is, yeah, bear pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, that's more effort than they put into, like, five main characters yeah, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Holy smokes. <laughs> so my, my movie is 20 Years in the Future, and it's a kind of Liam Neeson action flick where uh, the baby bear, like, is grown up. He's this rugged, uh, scruffy monster of a bear. And he hunts down people to get to, ultimately, Thelonious, who I assume did the killing. 
of his mother. Mm-hmm. Farquaad oh. was just like the hand pointing. Thelonious dug the knife in. Mm-hmm. Ah, That's right. Very, that was good. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but boy. that is fucking wild. That is <laughs> Yeah, that is a crazy <laughs> aspect of this film. <laughs> they decided to just in the and background. And it's not obvious yeah. at all. No. Like they wanted it to be subtle. They were like, whoever was, <laughs> they had the most depressed animator working <laughs> yeah. on the bears. Yeah. No, man. And then, and then the mom's just going to be dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've heard all of the pitches. All they, great. We now have the difficult task, though, of deciding which one we're going to pour our effort into in order to pitch it to DreamWorks. I suppose we'll have to give it to DreamWorks. Yeah. We're going to do what has never been done and give DreamWorks an actually quality movie. Fantastic, <laughs> yeah. Lucky Lucky them. Uh, okay, well, I, I think I have, I have my pick. Does anybody want to weigh in before I... I... Say what I think. As well, I know mine's not going to get picked. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> you're more of a prop. Some things never change, even though... So used! Just because you're the guest doesn't mean you get special treatment. <laughs> For <No>. one time. <laughs> part of spirit. But uh, I do think yours is funny. I like yours, Brendan. Thank you. I, like uh, I also like Brendan's. I think that we should go with that, because it's a story that we can, we can build on a story that's already good. Yeah, right, I accept. True. The one that's actually canon. I humbly accept your your choice, mm-hmm. and I choose Landis's. <laughs> Going with Landis's. <laughs> All right, guys, time to make this film. Time to pitch this film to DreamWorks. Right. We have the the basic form, the the block of marble that Brendan mm-hmm. has provided for us. A hero's journey. It's going to be a hero's journey. You're right. Now, Brendan, you said that originally this was sort of about the baby bear that lost its mother yes. in the original Shrek, seeking vengeance on the potential individual that killed her. Yes. yeah. I think that that might be a little dark for a children's movie. And also, if the resolution is murder, then we're sort of setting ourselves up for a difficult ending. Yeah, that's morally true. Morally speaking. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's a good point. I think that maybe instead of having it be a vengeance to towards the mother about the mother maybe the papa bear has found another mate there is a baby sister bear and in an unfortunate turn of events baby sister bear under the under the supposed supervision or the supposed to be the supervision of uh our our main character yeah gets captured and he has to go and find her Mm -hmm. what do you think about that so he's looking for his baby sister he's looking for yeah baby bear Nice. Is yeah. looking for baby sister bear. Nice. Like it. I like that. Uh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Not the baby bear no more. Yeah. So I, I think that that would be cool. And, and like Landis said, it'll be a hero's journey. So do you think that, I mean, what other characters should he meet along the way? I think he should have a sidekick of some kind, some other kind of fairy tale creature that goes with him along the way. And the sidekick is always helpful right. in mm-hmm. this kind of story. In the comedic relief. Yeah, comedic exactly. Relief, exactly. Yeah. And it shows his own, like, the personality flaws that he needs to move past. Yeah. It helps him to realize that. Absolutely. Necessary. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. So he's on this hero's journey with uh, with the sidekick, and it, it should be another mythical-type creature. Mm-hmm. In my head, it's like a silly griffin. Silly griffin... Like a clumsy griffin that because... Like trips on his own tail. Yeah, yeah. He's like That's tripping on funny. his wings and it's like flimsy wings. That's funny. The only thing I don't... That, that isn't thrilling me about that is that you have two big monsters. Oh. Like yeah. two giant things. And I think we should have something about, that is... like a... Not a minotaur, but a, like a satyr. Ooh. A satyr dinner? A satyr dinner, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he should be Jewish. Be, he's a Jewish bear. <laughs> 
like the uh, the trainer from uh, Hercules, half man, half goat. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't even know that that's what they were called. Uh, okay, all right, that's cool. So he's got this uh, this, and he this can still be kind of like a bumbling, you know, silly kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. guy. Exactly. Okay, I like that. And that actually kind of makes sense that he would be uh, that way, Short that, that character. Perfect. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I like that. And well, sorry. So the beginning is is his under his watch. His sister, he turns away and his sister gets captured yeah. by, let's say, well, like the Russian circus is famous for having performing bears. Yeah. So I don't want to outright say that the villains are Russian. Yeah, but they're circus Yeah, but people. it's like a circus people. And let's say that they're like a, a, a call the main villain like a czar or something. I like so it's it. implied. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a snowy area. Yeah. So the, the conflict is, is set up right away that his baby sister is captured. He has to go on this long journey. But the most important aspect of a hero's tale is that you find something out about yourself mm-hmm. and yeah. you overcome a weakness to be able to save the day. Which was severely lacking in Shrek. <laughs> Which is clearly... <laughs> I don't like people and I live in a swamp. If and DreamWorks, at the end, I'm the same way. DreamWorks is listening to this like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I didn't realize. That's the missing <laughs> element. They write change on a whiteboard and <laughs> yeah. underline it. Yeah, it's changed at all. This is a rude awakening for DreamWorks. <laughs> the journey is important. <laughs> Hero's journey. But do we need the journey? <laughs> do the hero part. Yeah. Uh, well, well, he has to have some sort of flaw that he overcomes. In, in my head, he's a bear. And to show that he's changed since the hit movie Shrek, mm. I think he should be... <laughs> This giant, ripped, massive, strong bear. Okay, right. And that's his thing. And I think he should learn over time that you can't solve everything by smashing heads and being the strongest guy in the room. You have to, like, handle things more delicately, maybe. Okay. I like that also because, like, being, like, a super ripped bear opens up a lot of possibilities for voice actors and stuff like that. But I think that, like, how he loses his sister is he gets outsmarted. Mm-hmm. Like, they attack him from one side, he thinks, I'm just going to rip these guys apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while he's doing that, they catch her in the back. I think that another conflict is, once he has reached the Tsar's fortress, he is trying to just pound his way through the gates, and uh, also his sidekick gets captured. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he keeps mm-hmm. trying, like... Yeah, he's like... He makes and this a lot is of him. noise. Exactly. So he's always, he's always rumbling and bubbling yeah. through things and trying to, to beat people up. Yeah. And... As he's trying to break down this door, he hears the guards coming, mm-hmm. and he can get away because he's he's strong and, and agile. Uh, but uh, but his sidekick, the mm. the satyr, can't escape the same way. Yeah, yeah. Who who would we cast for these two characters? Because I think that that kind of puts together these parts of the yeah. The film. the bear is going to definitely be harder, but for the sidekick, I think we should use an old uh, uh, an old hand at DreamWorks. He was in the smash hit Over the Hedge. He played kind of the same role. He played the twitchy squirrel. Oh. Who befriends Bruce Willis. Hammy. <laughs> Hammy. <laughs> what about like Steve Carell as the high voice comedic relief? Steve Carell works. I think that that's good. He uh, could be silly. He works overtime for that role. Yeah. Well, what, what, about the, what about the baby bear? A lot of potential there. A lot of yeah. potential. A lot of heroic What about actors. Bruce Willis? I'm thinking. Seems old. There's so many good old actors. Like Ron Perlman would be yeah. just wow. <laughs> but yeah, he's I, yeah, and I think I guess you're right. Jeffrey Goldblum. <laughs> we have to we have to pitch Jeffrey oh, Goldblum at least once. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dave Franco? Oh, ah, Dave Franco. Um, I like that because his voice is pretty recognizable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he has a distinct thinking? voice. Yeah. I think yeah, he would yeah, yeah. he would be a good voice actor mm-hmm. and. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's funny. for that role. He, Good age. 
Yeah. Exactly. His age is... That's a good suggestion, Marsh. Yeah, I think that that would be a good one. Okay, so Dave Franco and Steve Carell teamed up as uh, the bear and the satyr, respectively. So they're on this journey. I think I can already see the the interactions. The the rapport. And the rapport building. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when they get to the castle, uh, Steve Carell's character is, is captured as well. And sort of to overcome this challenge... He has to use his brains and maybe a little stealth mm-hmm. to uh, to trick his yeah. way into the the castle. Yeah. And once he gets in there, though, I want to bring this into as a potential. He sees that there are other bears that have been captured as well. Ooh. Okay. And so he's tantalizing. Oh. Because the czars <laughs> love the performing bears. Yeah. Right. And they're always making them. Uh, they're they're always finding them and taking them out of their home. And so yeah. so he's got to rescue his fellow bears. So yeah. he rescues. He yeah. has like flashbacks to his cage where he apparently lost right. his mom. And he knows right. that he can't yes. break down the cage with brute strength, so whatever he has to use oh. to steal the key or to build nice. his own uh-huh. key. Nice. Maybe he has to perform in front of the guard, like oh, do his, like go. kind of oh, debase himself funny. while Steve Krug yeah. slips in and grabs the keys. Oh, I he like that. Steve Krug okay. somehow. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. He was like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, that's yeah, humiliating, yeah, yeah. but he, he had to. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I like that. That's good. That's a good, like, internal nice. conflict. Yeah. Now, Bren, you said along the way that you wanted a very important individual to make a cameo oh it's so important and i needed this no matter what the movie was <laughs> i think we should use our connections with executive producers smash mouth well yeah and let's <laughs> let's also say that smash mouth will be executive producers on this yeah but i think uh-huh. that we also will probably have to offer an executive producership to this individual i think i know where this is going i think you know where this is you all know where this is going brendan i think the person who needs to help him along his hero's journey is going to be guy fieri yeah. <laughs> at least the voice of <laughs> yes. guy fieri let's never forget the time guy fieri and smash mouth teamed up and guy fieri made the guy from smash mouth two dozen eggs <laughs> That and might have raised, been the most important egg-eating event in history. And they raised a little bit over $1,000. <laughs> Guy Fieri is going to own sort of a tavern along the way. Yep. Where he maybe, or even close to the castle gates, where he's teaching yeah. Dave Franco's bear character how to use his wits and his brain. Yeah. They're buddies. Yeah. Dave Franco comes in and is like, I gotta go. Like, I got my sister's gone. And Guy Fieri can be like... Come with me into my back room. I have crossbows. <laughs> and, like, just decks him out. <laughs> Look Equip- at this. <laughs> equips him so heavily. He's yeah. going to equip him with weapons, even though he's trying to teach him that brute strength isn't the best way to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brent, you, had, you actually had another idea. Um, I did. I want us to have a cameo role in this movie. And for this particular movie, I want it to be... In the tavern, in Guy Fieri's Flavor Town Tavern. Holy shit! <laughs> I think that would be. And it'll, as he's walking through the the, I can see it now. He's walking into the diner or the tavern, and he's panning across all of us. And I'll just be like, in my voice, but in a, a medieval type character. These chili cheese fries are gangsters. <laughs> and then just keep going and following the bear. And everybody will know. Everybody will know. Yeah, these four boys sitting around a table. Yeah, they're Guy Fieri's God. best customers. Yeah, and I can like, say that's my guys. <laughs> <laughs> and the that's regulars. how we became best friends with Guy Fieri. <laughs> and I could say something like, I'm a huge... Have you guys tried the cherry pie pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Which is another thing that Guy Fieri would have on his menu. <laughs> I, I like that, Brent. Just to sort of recap, we have the, the hero's tale. Uh, the baby bear from Shrek has grown up to be a hulking 
forest creature, mm-hmm. and he is on this journey with his best friend Steve Carell <laughs> to recover, to save his sister from an evil czar that captures bears and makes them perform in a circus. Yes. And along the way, he realizes that brute force isn't always the, the most important thing. He tricks the guards into letting the bears escape, and then he diplomatically, instead of ripping the czar apart, yes. yeah. tells him, you can continue to do what you're... You can live your life, but you have to let us be free and yeah. don't ever hurt another forest creature or mythical creature. Yeah, yeah. or I'll be back. Or I'll be back. Nice. Yeah. And maybe maybe he can't... Nice. Maybe he can't rip him in half because, like, on their way out, his sister's right behind him. Oh, and Steve Crow's like, don't... No, no, no. Oh, you can't do this. That's yeah. so sick. You can't rip his throat out with your teeth in front of your sister. That's good. Nice. Well, there we go. I, I think that that is a fine film, uh, but we need to cast yeah, we need a cast little him. bit more. We have an excellent start with Dave Franco, Steve Carell, and Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, I think that maybe the last character that we need to cast is the czar himself, the evil mm-hmm. czar. And I have some ideas. I was going to say, if he was back in his prime and not in his current unfortunate condition, Tim Curry. Ooh, However, comma, that's not exactly going to work out. Started this podcast a few years too late. Yeah, yeah. I know. So what about Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh. He can be... You he remember, be pretty remember how he yeah. was the dragon in The Hobbit? Yeah. Yeah. That shit was tight. I think that'd be a good way to be like, hmm. the, the Russians are not the enemies in this, like, it's a British actor. Yeah, it wouldn't be an outright Russian yeah, yeah, yeah. spoof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like that's good. I yeah. like him if more. If you're okay with that. Yeah. That was my... I think that that could be a good casting, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is under contract with Disney. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. correct. But... We'll keep it on the download. I think as yeah. long as he doesn't do his American accent, he yeah. can, he's that's free true. to go wherever. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the guy from House? That's not a bad one either. No, I actually kind of like that. Hugh Laurie? Yeah. You know what? Let's have them uh, both audition. Yeah, I know that we'll, we'll see where it goes. That they really want, and then, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And considering that. DreamWorks, they will. <laughs> yeah, whoever quotes the lowest price, because <laughs> they obviously both want this part. Oh yeah, <laughs> a certain amount of the movie budget will have to go to the mountains of cocaine for the animators. <laughs> so I mean, because you know want... the detail in those chili cheese fries is going to oh, be gangster. I want bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I want it dripping. Uh, what would you name this film? I got nothing. Bare Necessities. <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies. The <laughs> ultimate rival of Bear Smash Mouth. With, bear with me. Bear bear with me. W- because Bare Necessities is a Disney thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah like a, for the Bare Necessities. Bare Essentials. I think maybe... That sounds like a documentary. <laughs> it does. Not so much an action movie. What, would you, what did you say? Bear with me. Say it again. Bear with me. That's, okay. that's not bad at all. But it's not great. It's not great. Brother Bear. <laughs> Listen. Berenstein Bears. <laughs> so the exact same. <laughs> Separated at birth. <laughs> Separated at birth. The Their right chest. to bear arms. The right to bear arms. <laughs> 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 unbearable <laughs> unbearable oh dreamworks nice. unbearable that could be any of their movies <laughs> i like it that's usually a description <laughs> in this case it'll be the title unbearable take it i kind of like that it's yeah. ironic because yeah, like this that. is the only good movie that they're ever going to produce shade 
Shade! <laughs> Please buy our film. <laughs> yeah. As if you have a choice. Yeah. Unbearable is pretty good. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good title. Uh, all right, let's go with that. Unbearable. Good. DreamWorks Unbearable. Before we sign off, I know you've all probably been thinking about this for a long time, especially you, Landis. Landis, I want to actually say, we have, even though we've been doing the legwork now mm-hmm. since you left the, the studio, we have still set aside an amount of money for you Mm. so even though we all what we're doing now is we're all getting 1.25 million Uh and we're saving $250,000 for you oh wow that's so nice I know it's the worst (laughs) Uh, I also want to point out that we do get a merchandise percentage now yep that's part of our contract nice nice and an acting gig. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now we get an acting gig. I'm not going to do that for any money. I just yeah. want to be in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be exposed. Me too. I want to meet Guy Fieri. Uh-huh. I just want to meet Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. Well, but th- we'll go back to our each getting a million dollars for this episode uh-huh. since you put in a lot of work. We don't usually pay our guests that much. But, That's good. Thank you. Know. you. <laughs> That's... What would you do with your million dollars? Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> During Shrek, there's a line, one of the many, like lines that you just don't care about you kind of pass over it he says like i make a mean weed rat stew so they're i'm eating weed rats in that scene right they're, they're eating rotisserie weed rats. Style yeah, yeah, yeah. Weed rats. yeah because it's not frivolous enough if they just say rats yeah yeah so i'm going off to college i want to invest uh. <laughs> i want to invest in a new strain of marijuana called weed rats <laughs> <laughs> dank weed rats dank weed rats Toss it in your stew. Interesting. (laughs) So you're going to invent this new strain. I want to point out that it is legal in California to uh, to grow marijuana. Uh Uh, Well, that's good. That's a business venture. Thank you. Very smart. It's going to be a very a good. Uh huh. uh, That's an investment and a half right there. Yep. Beautiful. Now I don't mean to brag, but I make a mean weed rat stew. (laughs) Uh, All right, that's cool. Uh, Marshall, do you want to? Do you have one? So mine is not a business venture. I guess it could be, actually. I am going to get a horse-drawn carriage and a couple of horses. And Move to New York and carriage. be one of those people in Central Park. <laughs> one, of those <laughs> people people. <laughs> one of those people who offers rides. One of those people. But takes no money. That's and right. You'll be but like Cash Cab. That's right. But, but it looks an like onion. an onion. <laughs> Hop in my onion. <laughs> All that matters to me is that at least you treat the horse nice because I feel like those horses are always malnourished. Yeah. 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 It's awful. Yeah, it makes me sad. Yeah, it's sad. I love Feed them an onion. Once uh, <laughs> cool. That's, that's a pretty sweet little gig there. Uh, Brent, do you have an idea for your... Yeah, I'm going to... I looked up, in preparation for this movie, um, a list of DreamWorks upcoming pictures... And Shrek 5 is still just, like, pre-production. They have it planned out till 2024, and there is no cool. Shrek 5, like, listed among those years. So I'm just going to donate all of it to DreamWorks Pictures to fast-track Shrek 5. <laughs> the only thing about that that I'd be worried for is the collapse of the meme culture on the internet. Because without <laughs> the hypothetical, if you take away the hypothetical of Shrek 5, you ruin a lot of people's humor. I disagree. I disagree. All right. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> Actually, I, I see where you're going with that, but maybe I can like give it to them with the condition that they have to finish it at a certain amount of time, <laughs> and the chaos that will ensue. <laughs> oh, it'll be beautiful. Will lead to, yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing: it's the meme culture. DreamWorks. All, none of the memers, I doubt, have actually seen Shrek two, three, and four. True. They're they're focused. They're fixed on the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So if we make a five, the only meaning that could come out of it was like, oh, I can't wait for Shrek six. Like they're gonna keep going with it. They're gonna okay. keep going, and nobody like the canon is not gonna matter at all no. because they just worry about Shrek one, and and they just want a ridiculous Shrek. Yeah, so if I'm like, here's this million dollars, make this movie in like four weeks. Like I don't fucking know. Maybe the Mad Hatter's doing human yeah. trafficking. Book it. Go. Uh, it's gonna have no impact <laughs> on the memers whatsoever. Okay, well that's good because I wouldn't want to ruin meme culture in, no. in of the U.S. It's the only thing I have going for me right now. <laughs> Can somebody explain the Sonic thing to me real quick? Oh. No, after. Do we have enough time? <laughs> we have Let to go me back. open this dusty tome. <laughs> have to go back so far in the history of the internet. <laughs> Look it up, honey. I think that uh, what I will do with my million dollars is buy a crappy piece of swamp land <laughs> build the Shrek home. Yeah. And, well, and then buy a donkey. And then I'll just put it in a place on uh, that's at the end of sort of a path. So what, when people are walking this path, they happen across this scene from Shrek. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who built this? Wait, I'll have cameras, hidden cameras, capturing people's Wait a minute. incredible happiness to come across their childhood oh, yeah. memories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if they go inside, I'll have Shrek playing, and then they'll watch it and realize how crappy yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that actually what the animation looked like? Really what they did? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's <laughs> perfect, because we live in Florida. Yeah, that's why I really thought that it would be great. It would be set. like a, like yeah. a vacation home. <laughs> <laughs> leave the city of Miami to go into the swamps. Yep. Just like people do. As you do. In Florida. Mm. I'm tired of yeah. <laughs> sitting with Landis and talking about uh, Shrek. Talking about Shrek. <laughs> it was something that we needed to do. Otherwise, we had, we had no respect or clout in the internet world. And then we couldn't course. move on to Shrek 2. Yeah, yeah, next episode will probably be Shrek 2. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can expect that. You can expect that. Uh, Bren, you want to sign us off? Sure. Thank you all so much for listening. For Bit Party and the Cotta Brothers, I'm Brendan Cotta. I'm Jared Cotta. I am Marshall Cotta. And I'm Landis Cotta. Watch out for Unbearable, coming to a theater near you. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at BitPartyPod. If you'd like to send us an email, we're bitpartypod at gmail.com. This episode was produced by the very talented T. Coop. You can check out his music on his website now. Just go to tcoopmia.com. That's T-C-O-O-P-M-I-A dot com. In the next episode, we show our multipass and cruise the galaxy with Chris Tucker. Until then, we're the Cotter Brothers, and this has been Bit Party. Our ode to the bit parts that stole our hearts.